It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at Steve and I fell on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And if that sounds delirious, it probably is because I've been up, what I got, about an hour or two hours sleep. Now, here's the deal, right? And I've got my brother on the um, on the podcast, Daryl J. O'Brien. I think Peter has went and had the stipulation, Daryl, that you're fine to be on as long as we're undefeated. But the minute we lose a game, I have to kick your arse off. How do you feel about that? Those apples. Uh, that's a fair cop I suppose I mean the fact that I'm a good luck charm I suppose I will have to take as my burden in life there is worse burdens to carry by the way well I I think it's you know this whole rub of the Irish rub of the green rub your green and um, I think that's the thing you have two patties on I mean you're gonna have Uh, uh, I was always told you're supposed to eat your greens not rub them that's probably yeah uh, anyway how tired are you (laughs) on a scale of 1 to 10 because I had a full 8 hours last night oh yeah Uh, you see, and the thing is, which is incredible, because what people don't realise is, is that we have a sack of babies. Uh, so I've got multiple kids, uh, you've got multiple kids, and the kids wake up a lot. So the fact that you got eight hours, not only is insulting because I got one, which is one eight for people out there. And yes, I am very delirious and I will be kicking this podcast over to you a little bit while I struggle. Um, but yeah, you've got loads of chislers and you got eight hours. What is happening? No, I, no, I lied. I didn't get eight hours. It was a figure right, of speech. Right, there you go. Um, I slept more than you. Is where I'm going with <laughs> That's this. what eight hours means. What a game. Yeah. What a oh, game. Um, everything I think we hoped for the last two post-match reviews, I think, uh, came to pass. We were kind of, this was the one we were worried yeah. about. Um, the things we were worried about, we're still worried about. Mm. But what a game. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, where the writing was on the wall at the beginning. Alvin Kamara was always going to be a problem. Our own defense was absolutely poo-poo. And the fact that Kenny Clark didn't play. Um, but there's a couple of negatives, positives, ugly stuff. Like, the game had everything, didn't it? It sort of came down to the wire. Yeah. We tied the game and then it ended yeah. up um, being okay in the end. But, Khmer, uh, as I said, I've got very little sleep. But we don't stop doing the podcast in here. God damn it, we give a good service. Um, so... Give us your good, your bad, your ugly, your overarching things of the game and the teams. And I'm going to sit back like Graham Norton when he has someone in the red chair and go for it. Yeah, yeah, but whoa, 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 yeah, but don't um, as in the one where you pull the lever and you get dumped off the red chair. Don't don't do that one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you if your if your opinions are crap. I mean, that's what's going to happen here. So I'm sitting back in the chair. Ouch. Anyway, amazing, amazing score. You actually, you look very like Graham Norton. I can see you here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you look very like Graham Norton. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. Okay. You, you've actually fallen asleep. Um, right. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. What a turnaround, though. I'm going to ask you about to maybe walk me through Kamara later because I think you've definitely seen him play more than I have. But his stats were pretty interesting. Mm. And this is one of the questions I have for you. And when you wake up later, you can maybe talk to it. But he had 197 yards from scrimmage. That was 139 receiving, 13 catches on 14 targets, 58 rushing, six carries and two touchdowns. Um, I think we're going to be reliving that particular touchdown, um, unfortunately, for the next few weeks. It was phenomenal, but how much of it was him being phenomenal and us being absolute pants? You see, and this is um, the thing, Daryl. I didn't want to go here yet because we have a drop, no, but, but I think we, we have, have to. to. We have to. So here we go. Comedy capers. It's comedy capers time on comedy capers. Comedy capers for I've said it before, any drop that has the words yeah. rollicking, frolicking, good time yeah. is good with me. I mean, that's fine with me. Um, yeah. It was embarrassing. That was shocking. And was. The, the, the stats out there, now again, this is effectively for me because I haven't, you know, really went to bed since. Um, this is a quick take uh, podcast, I guess. But for me, Daryl, watching that, 
the fundamentals across everybody was all wrong and people are calling for yeah. Mike Pedden to answer. Yeah, I think, I mean, and I saw uh, uh, Twitter was obviously exploded last night when, when this went on. I mean, Ty Summers and Jair Alexander, both of them, I think are pretty culpable in that. I mean, I think there's six missed tackles, which is at this level is unforgivable. No matter how good a guy is, I mean, you know, you should be, somebody should be able to get their hands on him. Now, to be fair to Summers, and I, I think he had, I mean, you know, he, he came back into it towards the end when they got that shake. And I mean, I think the turnaround, I mean, people say, obviously, that the turnaround in points was obviously Sidarius Smith hit on, on Taysom Hill, you know, and forced that fumble. But I actually think it was it was Kamara's touchdown yeah. that really, really gave it. I think, to be honest, I think they were as aghast as we were when they sat there and went, oh, none of us got a hand on that guy. Not one yeah. of us got near him. Um, and I say, you know, the defense, I suppose here's my over here's my overarching view on the entire game. We have a pants defense. We know that. What's actually happening in here, though, is Rodgers is able to score enough points to offset the leaky defense. And I think that's probably the key point. I think Rodgers looked so composed in the end. I mean, he's getting those hard counts in. I mean, it's one of his specialities, as we know. He drew Davis offside. But he has so much composure to do mm. that. Now... The, the other point I think and it's been made on social media as well and in the press is with no with no fans in the stadium it's okay for him to be able to do that now um, with a raucous crowd would he get away with that but that's not the point I think Rogers is finding a way to he's able to he has so much composure he has so much time I mean he's he's I think he's back to his best he's able to churn points out in order to make up for any shortfall in defense now how far we're going to get with that as the season rumbles on Again, you see yesterday they focused on Aaron Jones and MVS. Yeah. And who came out? But Lazard came out and he was free to roam. He was phenomenal yesterday. But I think what's going to end up happening is all of these weapons that we're producing and these boys are stepping up in numbers. Yeah. As as the season goes on, we're going to find that the stronger teams are going to pick out all of these guys and they're effectively going to try and close down that offense and that's where we have big problems. If the defense can't front up, and they played very well in the last quarter yesterday, if they start neutralizing our offense, I think we've got serious trouble. You know, at the minute they they closed and people said Aaron Jones. I saw it on social media. Anyway, people were saying Jones had a bad game. I don't know if he did. Uh, he definitely had. He had definitely had a flourish in the in the in the in the last quarter. But I think he was effectively shut down. Yeah, that entire game. Yeah, um, look, I don't know what you think. I mean, I actually think that's the key. To, the key to winning at the minute is is the offense. I think Rogers is able to do whatever he needs to do to get the points on the board. But I have a feeling if they shut him down. We're in trouble. Like, this is what it comes down to for me, right? So, Matt LaFleur is the winningest coach uh, at this stage of his career. Better yeah. than uh, Vince Lombardi, dare we say. Yeah, but fact to fact. Lombardi, yeah, it's amazing. Um, Curly Lambeau, again, who was around for forever. Um, so, he's made a statement piece. And this is going to sound ridiculous. And I guess it is, but I will go on to explain myself. I think this was Matt LaFleur's coming out game, right? Because... If you look at last season, and again, I, I kind of almost felt like some people were taking the piss on social media saying, oh yeah, oh, you know, they've bought into his scheme because they were looking at the stats they were rolling out and saying, look how many wins he has, how could you not? However, if you look at Oli Gunnar Solskjaer from Man United, to me, he appears he hasn't got a rashers, right? But when he first started with United, he went on this massive streak um, and it all seemed like, you know, it's that new manager syndrome and everything else. Now, Matt LaFleur was putting in a system that was good. Aaron Rodgers will raise your level of play and then some. Um, Devontae Adams is one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league. His footwork is unrivaled. So they had all the same pieces. It's like when Lombardi came to Green Bay. They had the pieces there. They just effectively didn't know how 
how to use them or stuff had gone stale. Yeah. That That's an old narrative, right? But this is his coming out game for me because last season we saw Devontae go out for four games with turf toe. They won all four. But it seemed like at the time that in spite of everything that they got it done. Now, I'm not one of those, they don't have talent at wide receiver. I've let it be known that that's not how I feel, yeah. that I believe in the wide receiver talent that we have. Now, I'm not saying that anybody is a world beater, but I'm saying that the scheme is different. And that's there were all the questions that I was posing and asking and pondering myself. Um, before the season kicked off is that when we see the way the draft went and we see the type of personnel that Matt LaFleur was bringing in but then he obviously had a system yeah. um, in place and what he wanted to do was is exactly what is coming to fruition so what we saw was is Devontae Adams go out of the game their number two offensive weapon apart from obviously Aaron Rodgers um, is Aaron Jones they shut him down they were scared of MVS's speed to beat them over the top and then we see Alan Lazard comes in and does it anyway so and and we don't have the Guara now I know he's a he's a fresh body and he can't make an impact and all this kind of stuff because he's brand new I get it right but he was very impressive in week one and that's because he was you know his blocking downfield was unbelievable he was busting open lanes and everything else so what this tells me is is that without uh, the production... Of, so look, week one, Devontae Adams. Week two, Aaron Jones and cast. Week three, it's the Alan Lazard show. What are we going to get in week four? It seems that what LaFleur does is with his clever play calling, and I saw this all over social media, people praising his play calling, and it was fantastic. And the main one for me, Daryl, that stood out was, is that in year one, LaFleur was a bit, li- bit less confident uh, Rodgers would try get the boot in to say, oh yeah, well, we spoke about it and I called that play. You know, it's just what I do. Whereas I found that if people listen to that press conference that went on after the game yesterday or last night or this morning, whenever the hell it was, yeah. um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was saying, I love that play call. He gave me this. I wasn't sold on it, but then I ran it anyway and it was great. Now you said it last week, right? And it seemed like people could take that up as, well, yeah, that's an, that's an obvious thing. But I don't think it's obvious at all. You said that they seem relaxed and happy and they've bought into the scheme. And that can't be downplayed. The people have bought into this scheme. He's winning yeah. all the time now. He, the amount of misdirection, the rub routes he was running, uh, you know, to cause confusion. He was breaking open players. So the difference is, is that they're scheming players open now. And it's yeah. it's a joy to watch. Now, lastly, I'll say, and I know we've both been talking for a, a long stretch, uh, me insanely so now, but just really quickly on the defense, everybody calling for Mike Petton's head, it did not look good, right? Mm. But what I will say is, is we knew, we, we didn't, like, effectively the GM didn't give him the players on the defensive line. That's a fact, right? Now, they went another way. I'm not so down on that. However, he only has so many tools to work with, right? Um, in the secondary, mm. Amos and Savage, to me, have been underwhelming. But what I find is, is that Chris Barnes has come in and he's the second top tackler this week again Ty Summers has to come in for Kirksey because he goes off and he's the top yeah, tackler right. right he doesn't have Kenny yeah. Clark and you're coming up against Alvin Kamara who will beat any defence on any yeah, given day so you're dealing with second third string players here trying to fill in on a team that's deficient when they're at full tilt and we still manage to eke out the win 30 points is not covering anybody in glory but we only gave up seven points in the first quarter, three points in the fourth quarter, and that was enough to get the job done. And like you said, Sadarius Smith, like there wasn't many big splash plays, but he eventually came in and got that play, which could have been seen as a brain fart moment with the Saints. However, what I will say is, is yes, the defense has got awful. We know this. However, it's very impressive to me that they were playing all these really poor players and they still managed to hold out. Uh, This just feels different, Daryl, than a couple of years ago where the best style of our defense was our offense, whereas now it feels like the offense can beat you 10 ways from Sunday. Yeah, well, taking up your last point first, and that's interesting as well. I mean, 
you know, to be fair to Mike Pettin, he can only play what he has. Uh, we, we don't have other people. This is what we have. But I think a lot of the time, especially yesterday, those guys were disappointed with themselves. Now, as you say, Kamara can do that against anyone. He can do it against the best defense mm. in the world. That's what he's there to do. That's his skill set. But those boys knew that they'd let the team down yeah. very badly. Yeah. They knew that they needed the front up, and they did. I, I would be. I think it'd be a different point um, if we were sitting here and we got destroyed because of Kamara and the boys didn't front up. Uh, Ty Summers, he made his mistakes, but he got the green dot on, mm. and he played like a different player. He took on a bit more responsibility, and I, I like to see that. I think the defense took on responsibility for their mistakes, and whilst they may not, they're not world beaters but they certainly knew what they needed to do and they did it. And we'd be sitting here having a completely different conversation, I think, if the defence hadn't have fronted up and made those tackles yeah. at the key moment when they needed to do it. I mean, one of the big one um, was Sullivan. Sullivan came on and he really, you know, he had that third down against Kamara and he stopped yeah. him. Uh, and it was it was key for me. I mean, they, they stepped up and they did it. Uh, going back then, I think, to sort of the, the early point you made, we talk about Adams. Last season... I was particularly worried about what do we do when we don't have them yeah. anymore? How are we going to mm. play? And last night's how you play. Yeah. Last night's how we're going to play. And that's legitimate we, we fear. Well. And that, that, that was the fear. Who do we yeah. have at, at wide receiver number two? Now, I always hoped um, and was optimistic with the wide receivers. I did the breakdown of Alan Lazard and MVS. Um, and I was hoping that they'd scheme them open. So far, this isn't an I told you so moment at all. But I think that everybody out there, whether you doubted it or didn't doubt it, and it's very, 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 very early doors. I know that. But it is really, really promising because it does look like LaFleur is calling a good game. You know, they're using pieces. People are getting open. They're scheming people open. They're running inventive routes. They're running misdirection. Um, and when people do go down, they're able to slot people in. Now, what happens if one of those other guys get injured? Who knows? But the problem is, is that, look, you're going to be pants anyway if you lose an awful lot of your good players. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, So, yeah. look, we're doing well. We're firing on all cylinders and we really are a thing to reckon with. And an honourable mention has to go to Mason Crosby. Three out of three on the night. Yeah, I was actually going to I have him on my list and the reason why I was going to say it is because I give Crosby no love whatsoever most of the time <laughs> and I thought he was phenomenal he has no misses this season at all yeah. uh, he came on he did the job and, and you rightly say we leaked 30 points mm. we only got 37 without Crosby doing the lovely little add-ons we would, again could have been a different story last night uh, another good news story I thought was Sternberger yeah um, 100%, he yeah. was brilliant and people running him down last week and we did say on, on this pod we we basically said give him time he knows what he did wrong he knew he knew he was going to do better he was brilliant yeah. uh, you could see Rogers even giving him a few nods um, as the game went on he was quite happy with him uh, Tanyan was, was solid uh, I've already mentioned Sullivan he was good Crosby another one uh, I've got to mention again this is for the Saints though uh, they really did punish themselves and I think you know even last week the Saints all there they got penalised so many times mm. um, it was those penalties that really stung him and again Jenkins really stood out for me he did us a few solids uh, He, I think he wanted to hold Lazard's hand a few <laughs> times I mean I don't blame him I don't yeah. blame him but um, the best acting award if we were to give out an Oscar for last night's performance oh, definitely goes to Jenkins <laughs> uh, definitely Jenkins I mean he was he actually looked so shocked going what, what are you talking about I was just holding him back you know I was just holding his arm it's perfectly fine I got long uh, he looked so outraged by the whole thing yeah I just want a friend man but um, yeah, uh, but going to Lazard, caught six passes, career high game. I mean, how fantastic was he? I think uh, in the interview, he's, it was the last game ball he was given was during a bowl game for Iowa State, I think back <laughs> 2017, years, was it, was three it? years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he did, I think, in a very subtle way, um, kind of knock the detractors a little bit in that interview. I think he sees himself as being vindicated. Um, I mean, we, we're certainly a fan of him on this pod. I don't 
I don't think we've ever said a bad word against them. Uh, so efficient. I mean, the whole team yesterday was extremely efficient in the red zone, um, which is where we were punishing them. Because the two quarterbacks, actually, between the two of them, they had good games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Rogers had a great game, but I don't think they really put a foot wrong. Um, but what I found is, I think the Saints game was a little bit one-dimensional. And when you have a guy like Kamara, he's going to be your game plan, mm-hmm. don't you think? I mean, you're just going to give him the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball every time. Uh, they got when we did manage to close him down I think we exposed them they got frustrated and I think that was that was key I mean I don't know about you but you know I thought that was pretty key that they got rattled when you know Rogers came into his own in that fourth quarter when he could have lost his head Mm. if anything he became more composed whereas you could see some of the nerves start to creep in to the Saints game I mean you could see like for instance I saw Saints fans react and say why didn't we just run Kamara more and that was correct right why they chose the need in fourth and one to bring Taysom Hill in Um, now he's a guy who here's a guy like Chris Collinsworth uh, here's a guy who I mean he can be a utility player they've paid him a massive amount of money for the player the gadget sort of gimmicky wildcat trick player that he is um, and of course there's all this talk about the beat writers going on about Taysom Hill but again from from studying preseason when he was playing uh, he was super impressive so I know they're getting dumped on a lot for uh, you know needing a change of pants when they talk about Taysom Hill he is an interesting guy very intriguing storyline and everything else but why you roll him out in fourth and one and try the inventive stuff yeah. and get him stuffed I don't know um, but again it's sort of you know just roll Kamara out there Jesus when you look at these carries you know six carries 58 yards a 9.7 yard per average carry yeah. I mean you're nearly talking it's... a first down every time he touches the ball now an awful lot of that obviously is taken up by um, the long of 49 or whatever right but um, still I just it, it beggars belief sometimes these coaches get too clever but like you said saw some solid solid stuff from the tight ends um, Aaron Rodgers again as the body language expert here in UK Packers um, you know in his post-match press self-appointed self-appointed, self-appointed. again like everybody language expert um, you're crossing your arms that means hostility and that's all a load of balls um, so you heard it here first but yeah, like the way he was throwing props to Jay Sternberger, I thought was nice because, you know, he yeah. really made a, a point of name checking him. But of course he would. Three targets, three catches, 12-yard average, yep. 36 yards. Alan Lazard, monster game. Robert Tonyan, um, some nice stuff. Again, five targets, five receptions. And that's a credit to the play calling too and the route running because anytime that they needed these guys to come up with something, they did 100% of the time. Um, as you said, Aaron Jones, as you say, you know, some people saying a down day. The, the Saints just did a really good job of shutting him down. I think so. Um, yeah, I think they did. Jamal Williams, though, very impressed by him, as usual. Brilliant. Again, small average, right, when you look at it, he's got six carries for, for 14 yards, but it seems like when he's there, he just does the hard yards, you know. Um, but look, Overall, for me, um, and I, you know, I guess if if you've got anything else, by all means, dive in. But for me, it's a positive story in the sense that our offense looks like it can score almost in every possession. Yes, we've massive yeah. deficiencies. Our defensive line got worse. Um, you know, our inside linebacker uh, core got worse because of injuries. But somehow we were still able to get something stopped. Now, where it comes down to Petten is bad technique, bad tackling, highlight reel tackles, people coming off their feet trying to be too aggressive. It's just silly schoolboy stuff and. And it can't be going on like yeah. we're a laughing stock because of that um, and as well as that a really scary one and I'm telling you now I'll, I'll give you a hot take uh, even though I am delirious 
the, this Falcons game coming up, this is the banana skin because we've went in yeah. uh, to New Orleans, we've clobbered them, and you might say clobbered Steve, we won by seven points, but still, you know. No, we, I think it was pretty definitive in the end, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's the Falcons one that's going to be difficult because there's a game now that we go in and they are an offense that, especially with our defense, yeah. they'll just run all over you, throw yeah. all and over they're, you. And, they're, they're, and I mean, they're, they're a cornered animal at this point. I mean, they've yeah. lost their three games now. They're definitely going to want to bounce back. 100%. They, I mean, like, put it this way, I think, and, and that's two points. Social media went very quiet last night on we should have bought a wide receiver you know yeah. all those boys went back into the long grass but what another thing that came out of it as well was you know we're legitimate now this offense is legitimate mm. this defense is pants everyone can see it so they're just going to keep focusing on that yeah if they can't shut down the offense they're just going to keep running through the defense and that's my i think i agree with you with the falcons they'll run at us all day the problem uh, the problem you know, daryl is right and this is what it's all going to come down to and this is where this is where the boo birds will start coming out right in the naysayers yeah. in the sense that our offense now is definitely keyed in on rhythm and timing and good play calling. Now, when they, if we're still without Devontae, they shut down Aaron Jones and then the other two boys can't get out and go because they've got a better standard of cornerback or safety um, and they play a good press man coverage or whatever they want to run against us. Um, well, then, if we get out of sync at all and we get off to a bad start, we're goosed because that's what we're yeah. relying on. We're relying on that rhythm to put the people on the back foot, to take away their time of possession. Um, to, to, you know, And once you do that, well, then you start to take away their run their play action falls by the wayside and then they have to throw it all over the place now unfortunately Matty Ice for the Falcons and this is not a Falcons preview by any means but it's just it's an example isn't it though because you come up against the Saints you come up against a team who's run heavy they depend on it I don't have any memes I saw today where it has like effectively Alvin Kamara driving the bus and Drew yeah. Brees is down the back you know having a Siggy um, you know and that's the way this offense was run so it's always going to be set up to try beat you with the run but when you come down to the Falcons where he's slinging it and doing it well and they're punishing people um, with wide receiver play this is a game that if they get away from us and take away air run well then it's equally as devastating now I've seen gadget players yeah. you know Swerve and Irvin's doing his thing we have the tight ends coming in and playing their part so it's all positive stuff but I wonder how much pressure and how much pressure it puts on the inventiveness and rhythm and everything else of the offence once we go behind big which we really haven't done um, so no, far this season So yeah and I mean as, as you say if the offence can't keep generating points and they shut us down we, we could be in serious trouble yeah. Here's so Lafleur in his post game interview basically said you know we, 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 you know, it was, it was a positive result, but there's a few things we need to tweak. Yeah. And imagine had we lost, would we be tweaking things or would we be smashing drawing boards up and firing them out the window? So yeah. here's one for you then, not to put you on the spot, but what's Petten going to do? What's apart from, I think he needs more than tweaks, but I mean, wh yeah. what's he going to do? Because the offense is fine. There's tweaks there, yes. Mm. But I mean, the defense needs more than tweaks. I mean, what would you, what, if you were Petten, what would you be saying to these guys apart from make your tackles? Well, what I want to examine is, is that where are the Smiths? What's been happening to these boys? Yeah. Have they been getting shut down in a certain way? And if they have, well, then you need to, you need to address that area because their pass rush was pretty non-existent last night. Uh, there was a couple of lads that looked lively, but an awful lot of people got embarrassed. Now, Kiki came into his own. Kiki. Kiki two sacks. Kiki two sacks. Kiki two sacks. As happy as a Kiki with two sacks. Yeah, he looked lively. Uh, but to be honest with you, like, I mean, Amos was, has been underwhelming. Uh, Darnell yeah. Savage has also been underwhelming. There was an awful lot of talk and I spoke about it. And again, it's a bit of humble pie. I mean, talking about Jerry Gray's impact and everyone waxing lyrical saying how great of an yeah. impact that he was. Uh, now, Jerry Gray, you know, he can't suit up and play for the lads. Uh, you know, he can only sort of give them the techniques and the tools that they need. But look, what I will say is let's all, let's all pump the brakes here a little bit because we're coming up against a fantastic Saints team that were the bookies' yeah. favourites, by the way, because I was on the radio and, and I went with the Packers, but that was going against the odds, which ended up with a big hacker. Um, yeah. But, you know, 
anyway, um, so the the Saints were still favourites in this game, and we we sort of toyed with them and did what we wanted on offense, which was incredible. And they had a pretty stout defense coming into this game as well. We're missing large parts on defense by not drafting players, not signing players in free agency around areas of need. We know that, but then with the injuries, so let's just pump the brakes where you can start, you know, lashing stuff around the room and and cursing stuff out and and questioning yeah. Petten's pedigree is when it comes around the likes of that comedy capers touchdown. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. you can't let stuff like that happen. And, you know, he, ha- I know he says his resting gaze is not a pleasant one, but he needs to be doing more yeah. than just mean mugging the lads in the dressing yes. room and start he, kicking Yeah, he needs Mars. to be more than staring at them. Yeah, uh, he needs to be doing less than putting the Roy Keane face on. Um, you know, he needs to give him the hairdryer treatment. And I think on that point as well, um, I, I think the key thing we can look at, hard work is one thing. You know, we're not going to come up against a Kamara for the next few games. Mm. Um, so you know that kind of level of being cut aside like that we might not have to deal with that and that was probably a once off the other thing I think we need to probably look at as well is we've had kind of I, mean, I know you spoke about the rub of the green at the beginning of the podcast but I think Packers have kind of been lucky in a lot of ways as well that you know not having crowds and I'm not saying that in any way shape or form that the coronavirus has been a positive thing for the Packers no. but not having crowds in I can imagine that crowd last night would have been extremely hostile at certain key oh, moments 100% um, but I think it's right. I mean, I think it's a mixture. But I, I, all positives, though. I mean, this was the game we, we were looking at. This was the game we were thinking in the first two games. It was all these what-ifs. Mm. Well, there's no more what-ifs, I think. I think now we just need to keep playing and keep getting better. Yeah. I mean, the the play calling is absolutely on point. I mean, this is some nice practice. And it's some good opposition because I'd be sick coming up yeah. against teams that were seen as weaker and they get spanked. And then people are like, yeah, well, you know, it's like last year. Oh, we're the weakest 13-3 and team. Whereas now, I think that, you know, we won some close games and that comes down to a good team. Uh, but certainly a couple of years ago, I was always picking the Carolina Panthers to get smacked. And that's a year where, you know, Cam Newton was firing on all cylinders. But every single week, someone new stepped up and I was like, this is ridiculous. Because I didn't yeah. think they were as good as they are. The difference with this Packers team is I think they are as good as they are. Because it's all scheme. It's not someone playing out of their skin, having a career day, even though we saw that with Alan Lazard. And I'm very, very encouraged by what he says. Now, Chris Carnal said um, on... I think it was Facebook about that, about, you know, the fact that I'd called Alan Lazard. But look, I mean, we saw from his game tape last year, um, he was always getting open to me and he looked great. That doesn't mean that like, oh, well, we're set now. So you told you so. There's none of that. I mean, it's just we're getting the performance that we need to get out of these boys. And um, it's good that they're stepping up, but they need to do it consistently. And that's the point. So MVS got that Devontae Adams uh, coverage. So I wonder, will they switch that to Alan Lazard, which means that MVS has to step up. But look, it's very, 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 very positive. Um, Some really highlight real stuff. And look, this is the problem. And this is what I saw on Twitter. And you'll have a good gas at this. Um, I saw criticism of Alan Lazard. Someone saying, yeah, he caught all the long balls and he caught all of these passes and he was in the right place and he got open and all this type of stuff. But I wish he'd stop falling over. And you're like, oh my God. I mean... <laughs> is that, oh, I, is that it? Yeah, I, is, isn't it? Is know, that, I don't like the colour of his... I don't like the colour of his cleats. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's that type of thing of like... What, what's that line in Friends where Chandler goes, oh, my wallet's too small for my 50s and my diamond shoes are too tight. You know, it's that type of thing of like <laughs> complaining about the silly things. Um, yeah. it's a bit ridiculous yeah and you know and back to your point though the team are united they're, they're making all the plays you know they know they're as good as they are and I think that's the best thing yeah. there's no one living going wow that was amazing where did that come from they know what they want to do and they're doing it Yeah. Uh, so I think we can speculate all we like that's a happy team there and as, as we said last week um, with a couple of the guys like Sternberger who made a few mistakes those boys are going to be really hurting yeah 
from that from that Kamara display yesterday. So they're going to work hard themselves. To be honest, maybe Petten all he needs to do is maybe just look at them. Yeah. Because they know what they need to do. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it comes down to, like, do we have the tools to improve? And when it comes to run defense, I think the answer is no. We saw that last year. We didn't improve yeah. it and it stayed the same. So I don't think yeah. there's any sort of magic solution. But again, no. like someone said on social last week, this is really a boomer bust style defense where, you know, we yeah. come up with a fumble or like even on special teams, um, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Oh, Oren Burks came out with the, he punched the ball out and it's only that New Orleans fell on it again. But it's little yeah. pivotal moments like that, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, are really important. So again, the right technique, we saw the lads with their boxing gloves on in training camp. So, you know, this isn't a fluke. These lads yeah. are as good. No. The special teams unit is looking all right. Um, yeah. Mason Crosby They're focused. is, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all good stuff. It's just the defense needs to, and this, this is the heartbreaking thing now. And this is what will end up happening. We'll come up against a, New Orleans are a fantastic team but we will come up against a team that will stifle us for sure um, and then we'll be on the podcast then um, obviously you won't because we'll have lost so I'll be doing it on my own right so um, yeah I'll have been shafted <laughs> yeah nice boom nice. you know that big acne so much love uh, food thing no but in all seriousness we'll be on the podcast and we'll be saying okay this is what's wrong this was wrong this is what happened oh what were they thinking here and it, it's, it can so easy turn on a dime and I think that's what's going to happen yep. here and with that we need and it's just it's frustrating that we're a couple of pieces away on defense of you know if if we can really start shutting people down uh, well then it's you would see Super Bowl or nothing then you know and I mean I'm very yeah. very optimistic about it now I am you know the offense is fantastic but it's just it's annoying that it's kind of like you know it is that dead weight a little bit carrying around the defense now it can be incredible and hopefully it's just the fact that they just haven't really got going in some areas particularly yeah. uh, cornerback and safety where there was big hopes there yeah but. true and I mean there's a couple of injuries there as well Clark obviously being the biggest so they might have had to change things around there's you know maybe they're not playing to the plan they need to you know as in tackle the guy but apart from that <laughs> yeah. uh, you know but no to be fair I think that's all I think that's all right I mean again I'm still quite optimistic I'm still quite rosy about it because we're, we're dealing with the real deal here mm. there's going to be nobody on Twitter now saying oh yeah but but this and but that yeah yeah i think it puts to bed for now and i'm saying for now the thing of we should have added more offensive weapons i think it we've shown that we've an abundance of weapons of who we spray the ball to let's just see who it is next week and see if you know the play calling can stay the same because i think it's fantastic it doesn't need to improve it's amazing Um, and very aggressive with going for it and fourth down as well which pays off um, which is good stuff and the hard count working like a treat anyway um, cool. I think that's all from us I think I'm going to uh, we'll wrap this up yes, sir. I'll edit it uh, I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up and realise I'm after leaving something in that's a complete brain fart moment maybe I, someone let rip or belch <laughs> or something on the podcast and people stop listening because I'm so delirious but anyway um, it was great getting you on um, any more words or forever hold your peace that's it no again I'm looking forward to it's Monday night game uh, next but I'm yep. looking forward to it because I'm probably as you say I don't want it to be the banana skin so I'm not going to be switched off I'm going to be switched on I hope the players will be too so and yeah so it's exciting stuff as well because as people know on the preview episodes I've got some uh, pretty nice names Aaron Agler was loads of fun um, last week yeah. uh, Wes Hodkowitz was great so coming up on the Falcons preview is Rob Domofsky and then we're into the bye week me and you have some nice stuff planned uh, and then after that then it's going to be the preview pod um, and I'm going to have Matt Schneidman on and I've wanted to get Matt on for quite some time so he's agreed to come on um, to preview the Tampa Bay Bucks game which is going to be a big one as well so some nice big yeah. names some some a cracker. Yeah, players coming on some other big journals and stuff like that so hopefully you're enjoying the podcast the feedback has been great uh, but anyway follow himself uh, at Daryl J O'Brien on Twitter follow myself at NFL and the Paddy Packer on Instagram so racist um, and also follow the Facebook and Instagram groups as well um, and make sure you 
chat in there. And also, I should have mentioned this at the top of the down, is that the Patreon is coming up. So if you're listening to this podcast before it hits October, uh, you can jump on and become a gold member. And if you do, you get an entry every single month for that signed raffle. So you never miss out because it does sell up very, very quickly. And all of the merch items that are going into that raffle, I have in my physical possession. So it's not one of these cases where you win a thing and you have to wait seven weeks to get it. It's posted um, by the time you see the video, if I have your address, it's actually going over the Irish Sea to you, or if you're in Ireland, it's going across the country by um, to you. So, uh, yeah, look, it's super quickly, super successful, and you can hang that up on your fan cave. But anyway, until the preview podcast with myself and Rob Domofsky from Daryl and myself, it's a big, massive Go Pack Go, and talk to you then.